Welcome to Easy Email Marketing. I'm your host, Yael Keown, mum, FIFO wife, MBA, coffee lover, survivor superfan, and creator of the email experience. In Easy Email Marketing, you'll benefit from my nearly 20 years experience where I'll be teaching you all the tips, tricks, and insider info on how to create feel-good, non-spammy experiences for your subscribers. Let's get stuck in. Welcome back to Easy Email Marketing. This is episode 99 and I'm your host, Yao Kion. Uh, today is a bit of a techie one, but it is very important. So unless you've been hiding under a rock, you will have heard something about Google and Yahoo's email authentication changes, which came into effect this month. So this is February 2024. So this has sent the internet into a little bit of a frenzy with plenty of people going into panic mode over what needs to happen. And I'll admit some creators really haven't helped with this. There are plenty that have just full on put the fear of God into people and made them feel like it's this most overwhelming big thing. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who are offering expensive services to get this set up for you. And it doesn't have to be that way. It's super simple. And I'm going to guide you through it in this episode. So first, I do want to reassure you that if you haven't got it sorted yet, that you are not going straight to Google or Yahoo jail. It is just um, start something they are starting to monitor. Definitely the email marketing uh, providers are taking it seriously as they should. So if you're seeing like alerts popping up in your software, that is definitely something um, that they should be taking seriously. Um, so pay attention. But just because you haven't got it all sorted this second doesn't mean you need to freak out. But of course, it is important. So I'm going to step you through a few th- key things you need to have in place. And at the end of this episode, um, I'm going to run through some other sort of deliverability news about some email marketing software and just my two cents about um, overall deliverability. Um, And if you're not familiar with the term um, deliverability, basically it means the odds of your emails hitting someone's inbox versus spam. Um, So obviously that's where we want to be and um, all these factors um, come into play and authentication is a big factor. So this is where Google and Yahoo and the other providers say, yes, I trust this person as a, um, and I'm willing to let this sender send emails to you because we trust that they're sending emails that you want. That's their role as an inbox provider. Okay, I did also just highlight that I did mention these updates back in my software roundup in episode 94 um, in November. Um, so there are some things in there, but so I will repeat a little bit of stuff, but I'll go into more detail here. Um, and, and really it's just because it is such a hot topic um, that I thought it best dedicate a full episode to it. But it's really not that complicated and I'll try to make it as simple as it it can be. Um, but there are some things you understand. So here are the requirements. And in the show notes, I have given you a direct link from Google themselves. So you can check out it from the horse's mouth, not from um, the myriad of other places that you can get information from. So I'll start from the easiest to the most (laughs) complex. So the first one is to make it easy for people to unsubscribe. You are likely already doing this. Um, The main thing here is having a one click unsubscribe in place. 
So hopefully in your footer, when someone clicks unsubscribe, that it just removes them straight away from that list that you sent that email to. Some people have this thing where you have to click through and then log in or you have to confirm unsubscription. Um, that is technically okay because of the second method I'll talk to you about in a minute. But really, we just want to have that one click. Now, you could, if you wanted to have a, if, if you're worried about losing people accidentally, have a, oh, did you do it by mistake? Or if you want something else or you want to change your preferences, click here and you can re-opt in. But they still were unsubscribed in that first place. The second thing that they recommend is having a link at the top of your emails. Now, when I first heard this, I thought that they meant that you had to add like this header bar right at the top of your text that said unsubscribe. But that's not actually what it means. And you might have noticed this if you are a Gmail user in that when you open up an email next to the sender name at the top, there was like this blue unsubscribe button that is new. So it's this blue bit of text above, you know, above the main body. And if you click unsubscribe, it'll automatically unsubscribe the user from the list. So this is a piece of code that's actually in the header of your emails. But the good news here is most email marketing software providers are adding this automatically. So ActiveCampaign's added it automatically, Clavio's added it automatically. I think I've seen some MailerLite. You just might want to double check. Um, so they're adding it automatically. So you don't have to do anything here, <laughs> but it is something worth checking um, and worth adding that code if you need to. The second thing, is that you need to have your spam rates below 0.1% and never, ever, 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 ever over 0.3%. So this just means being aware of your numbers and knowing if people are reporting your emails as spam. Seeing numbers this high is very, very rare. Um, it's only really, really big senders that I would see numbers like this. And if, as long as you're doing the right thing in terms of making sure people unsubscribe, you should be fine here. Of course, you want to make sure people are signing up legitimately, which again, I'm trusting that's what you're doing. Um, and also I recommend doing regular list cleanups. So I've spoken about that. Um, in past episodes as well. And the idea here is that if someone has not opened or clicked an email in the last 120 days, that we just remove them from our list because there are many reasons why people don't click and we don't want people um, opening emails that they don't want. So I recommend doing those regularly and that should help keeping your spam rates lower. And of course, sending emails people want is crucial here. So um, obviously, if you are just sending sales email after sales email after sales email, um, when that is not what someone wanted, then that is um, something that needs to change. Um, so I won't mention the brand, um, but I did recently over Christmas start receiving multiple emails, like a few a day from an online retailer um, who is international, but also has a, a, an Australian branch. And there were something I wasn't interested in anymore. So I was clicked unsubscribe, but I kept getting emails. So I started <laughs> sending very rarely. I reported, I um, said initially, I, like, I, was, I was like, oh, sure, I did this. And I unsubscribed again. And I, they were still sending emails. So I replied and they still sent emails and never replied to me. So that's when I got to the point, okay, I'm reporting you to spam. So I've done that. And even in that instance, just because I'm this email marketing like person and I was really, really frustrated with them for weeks of emails uh, that I didn't want, um, reporting to the um, ACMA, the Australian um, 
agency. So I'm trusting that all of you listening are not one of those people. It pretty much takes that sort of extent to start getting those spam rates. Um, So it's just about sending those emails that people want. If someone did sign up for offers and discounts and they want to know when your latest releases are, that's okay to be sending those sales emails because that's what they want. So please don't think that means you have to stop selling in your inbox. It just means um, creating great emails. One thing I will mention here as well is it's just also about having engaging emails. We want to um, encourage people to be interacting with our emails. So we want them to be opening them by um, providing interesting subject lines, by sending content that people want. We want them to be clicking by um, them going through to interesting articles or reels or videos or podcasts or voting on preferences and we want them replying, um, answering questions or um, doing different things there. So I've got um, a past episode, which I will also link in the show notes about how to create more engagement. um, If so, that is something that you might be interested in. If you are concerned that your email list is not very engaged or you have not emailed them for a long time, I will also just mention here that in a couple of weeks, starting um, February 19th, I am running a live round of List Revival. So List Revival is my program that teaches you how to re-engage your email list, whether you haven't emailed them in a long time or whether it is just not feeling that great. So the goal over a two-week period is for you to send emails to your list once, but not just any ones that get engagement. Um, and there'll even be rewards um, for those who send at least send or schedule at least three within that two-week period, or you can get a head start now if you want. Um, and through this time, normally this revival is a self-study program, um, but there will be opportunity for coaching, and there'll be some like so through some live Q and A's, and I'll also be reviewing email copy as part of it. So if you're interested in joining that, you can sign up at yalekeown.com forward slash revival. If you already have list revival, you get a free invite. You get to just join in. Okay. So that's the two quicker things. Make it easy for people to unsubscribe and keep your spam rates low. The third thing is the part where people really panic. And that is that you need to authenticate your domain with SPF, DKIM and DMARC records. So This is the part that scares everyone because it involves bringing your domain name host and it uses all these funny words. The idea here is that you are telling your domain host that, so that's your, um, you know, your SiteGround, your GoDaddy, your um, Bluehost, whoever you have purchased your domain through, that your email marketing software is approved to send emails directly from your domain name. So you're giving permission for them to send emails as if they're from you. So the overall idea here is to protect you from spoofing or phishing. In other words, someone else pretending to be you and getting people to click on dodgy links or provide sensitive information. We've all seen those. So that's the idea. SPF um, or sender policy framework lists all the servers authorized to send emails from you. So your email software is one of those. So sending from them. DKIM or Domain Keys Identified Mail is like a little signature in your emails that it says it's from a real and trustworthy sender. Both of these require special code from within your email marketing software. So they will get um, some records that you need to add into your DNS. The good news is that if you are with MailerLite or MailChimp, you would have already had to do this way back when you first set up your account. So you don't need to do this step. You will need to do the DMARC one though, which I'll explain in a moment. 
However, others like ActiveCampaign, Clavio, and ConvertKit used to handle this for you. So this is the scenarios where you could, um, where when you sent an email, you would see in this next to your email address in the sender box, you would have your from address of your email address, and it will say via, and it will have this long list of characters like this special email address. Um, in the past, you could have set up your own through them, but now it's basically not optional. So if you use one of these providers or unsure, you will need to go in and check and then add in your SPF and DKIM records. So I'll provide the links for instructions for ActiveCampaign, Clavio and ConvertKit um, in all the links with the show notes. Um, so that's where you can find the code in that software. Personally, um, I use ActiveCampaign and I noticed literally over the weekend, they um, added in a new method and it was so quick. So I use ActiveCampaign and while my, my site is hosted with SiteGround, I use Cloudflare um, to connect different things, um, and which is like an intermediary in between as well. And I was able to just literally click some buttons and added it automatically through my Cloudflare because um, once I was signed in. So that was really, really easy. Um, but even if you are not with Cloudflare, they have um, just a much more streamlined way of doing this. So, but once you've got that code, you need to then go into your domain hosts, site tools, or cPanel. So you need to log into your SiteGround or your Cloudflare or your Bluehost and add these to your DNS records. Obviously, I can't step you through <laughs> because it varies by host and there are just so many of them, um, but it is super quick and easy. Um, you just need to quickly, I would just Google how to add a DKIM record to SiteGround and you'll find the instructions, find the instructions from the, the host themselves. Um, just follow those steps. But literally, it is just a matter of copying from your software and pasting into the um, host that is it. So one SPF record, and I think DKIM is two records that you need to add. They will step you through. If you are in doubt though, or if you don't have access to the back end of your site, do ask your web developer, or you can even ask the support. Like if you've got a good plan, like I know with SiteGround, I would be able to just contact their support desk and say, hey, I need to do this. Is that something you can help me with? And they likely would do it. Um, just a quick note, it may take, you know, 24 to 48 hours for it to come through as successful in your software. So don't freak out if you don't get like your green tick straight away. The final one, which is relevant to everyone. So um, even if you did have SPF and DKIM set up, there is DMARC. So this is D-M-A-R-C or Domain Based Message Authentication Reporting and Conformance. Sounds very fancy, but basically it is just a line of code that monitors your email address for anything fishy going on. So having a DMARC command in your DNS records tells Gmail what to do if they receive an email that claims to be from your domain that is not you. So there are three choices. This first one is in the code you say none, um, and that is where the they log the check, but there's no action taken. Quarantine is if it seems a bit suspicious and then they put it in a separate area for you to check and approve or reject um, if it doesn't pass security checks, like it just rejects it instantly. Generally, most everyone will start with none and only turn on quarantine if things start, if there's some things going on. Um, and then reject is your option if something escalates. So typically you'll start with none. You can also choose to add an alert email address for these if anything does come up and you want to know about it. So you can create your own email address, which alerts you, or um, even Cloudflare that I use had its own 
um, special DMARC setup tool and they have a custom email address that it adds to and it will send the alerts there. And then if something happens, they will let me know. So in the show notes, there's a lot of stuff in the show notes today. Um, I'll show you an example of what this line of code could look like. And it's the same no matter what provider you use. Um, so, and you can also, if you are curious, if you've got it even set up already, you can check it um, if it is by using a tool like Easy DMARC's DMARC Record Checker. And I'll link that in the show notes too. Phew. Okay. That is a lot, but they are the main things you need to do. One, make it easy for undersubscribe. Two, keep your spam rate low. And three, the most thing that you need to actually take action on now is to authenticate your domain with SPF, DKIM, and DMARC. It is a five minute job if you know where to go. <laughs> so please don't think you need to dedicate days to this or put it off because you're thinking it's such a big job. Um, in other deliverability news, since we're on the topic, um, I thought I'd share as well that um, Email Tool Tester, which is a fantastic website, um, they have released their regular report on the delivery deliverability testing of popular email marketing software. So this is separate to authentication. So one layer of deliverability is authentication and saying, yes, they have permission to send from my domain. Um, then, of course, how the performance of the software itself um, impacts how well things are received. So that said, um, it has been interesting to see the changes um, in results that will happen, though, now that everyone needs this extra authentication layer. So it will be interesting to see. But um, it is according uh, to their um, records. In January, ActiveCampaign has reclaimed the lead with a deliverability rate of 89.6%. Um, across the last three rounds, so they do regular rounds of testing, ActiveCampaign, MailerLite and MailChimp have come out on top, like ranked at four and a half stars. And MailerLite actually holds firm as the best of the last five rounds of deliverability with an average of 93.51%. So that is really good. Um, and again, one of the reasons why I recommend um, some of those tools. Um, there are some that you'll see if you go through the report that are just really shocking. Some, um, you know, I've seen in the past, some like as low as 50, 60%. Um, it doesn't do all software. So unfortunately, no Clavio um, was in this round of, uh, sorry, in that in their testing so far. I'm hoping they add it at some stage. Um, and ConvertKit wasn't included in its most recent round because um, of this DMARC authentication. They couldn't add this testing um, layer in just for this round. But in past rounds, you can see the data for ConvertKit, which seems um, which has held pretty well. Um, they also have some great data about where email shows. So with deliverability, there's what goes to spam or what even gets delivered and there's inbox placement. So inbox placement is, is it in the inbox? Is it in promotions? Is it in updates? Wherever it ends up, which little tab. Um, and active campaign performs best with this and gets 80.4% in the main inbox, um, which is second only to MooSend, which is one that I haven't used. MailerLite 76.4% and MailChimp 75.4%. So the remaining percentage ends up in promotions or updates and stuff. So um, that's also nice to know. So I'll post the link to their regular report in the show notes too, because it is a final factor. Um, as well as all that engagement stuff I was talking about. If after all this, you're like, Yale, I need support. I need someone to talk through with all of this. Um, then I will also mention that the email experience membership is the place to get that help. 
inside, I do tech check so I could have a look at the back end to make sure your SPF and your DKIM is set up. We can talk through it in coaching calls and there's a Facebook group to support you as well as copy coaching and extra trainings, etc. And you can join for as little as $30 a month. Um, cancel any time. So you can learn more about that at yaokion.com forward slash experience. Um, even if you just joined to ask for help um, with this situation, ask your questions and get out, that's totally reasonable. But I'm hoping you'll see um, how amazing it is and you want to stick around. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know it was a heavier tech one. Next one, I think will be much lighter being my 100th episode. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to approach that, but it might be a little bit of reflection, a little bit of lessons learned. We'll see where that goes, but it'd be much more lighter and fun. I would love to hear about you, though, about what you've enjoyed from this one or what you want to know more about in future episodes. Please let me know over on Instagram. I'm at Yale Keown, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Easy Email Marketing. It's an absolute honor that you chose to listen. If you love this episode, then it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review so that others can find this podcast and make their email marketing easy too. Finally, make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Until next time, have an awesome day and make sure to keep showing up and serving in those inboxes.